This is Tidal Health on Point Infection Prevention in 3, 2... Hi, and welcome to another edition of Tidal Health on Point. I'm Roger Fallabout, your host and Director of Strategic Communications at Tidal Health Peninsula Regional. Great show for you today. On the program with us is Dawn Sullivan. Dawn is an infection preventionist or an IP as we call them at the hospital. She has one of those really important jobs, but critically important in this time of COVID. Hi, Dawn, and welcome to the show. Hi, Roger. I'm glad to be here today. It is great to have you with us. As we do with all of our newbies and our first timers, we ask you to tell our viewers and our listeners a little bit about you. Sure. I've been a nurse at Tidal Health Peninsula Regional for over 20 years. Um, Most of that's been in critical care as a bedside nurse. Um, A few years ago, I started in quality at the bedside and at the clinical level and critical care doing infection prevention at a minor level and also quality improvement of patient care. After a little while, a job came available in infection prevention, and I thought to myself, why not take what I'd learned and everything that I'd done in critical care and move it to a system level so that I could affect you know, the health of more patients, more staff members. Yeah, absolutely. Are you local girl? Um, actually, not so local as in Wicomico County. I live in Dorchester County, so I've been driving here for 20, over 20 years, at least um, 50 minutes to an hour and a half, according to where I lived. Um, it was worth every drive, every minute of every drive. Born and raised in Dorchester County? Not in Dorchester County. I'm, I'm what everybody could call come here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I came here. So, when, so am I. Yep. I came here when I was 15 though. So kind of doesn't count. I, ra- I was raised in Caroline County. Um, I was raised in Ca- Caroline County. I graduated from North Carolina High School. And, and then I moved to Dorchester County after I got married. Um, I've been, lived there since then. So I, it's been 30 some odd years. I won't exactly tell you how many. <laughs> Gotcha. All right. So let me give you the easiest question you're going to have today during this entire podcast. What is an infection preventionist? Well, an infection preventionist is um, a professional, usually a nurse um, in the hospital, who um, looks after patients for infection. So we try to prevent infection in both our patients, population, and our staff, actually. Um, We look for bloodstream infections um, and uh, surgical site infections spreading of the flu, transmission within the hospital of um, multi-drug-resistant organisms, and we work with the team in order to prevent that at all levels. How many of you are there working at the hospital? Well, there's three of us at Tidal Health Peninsula Regional, myself, Karen Mahalik, and Cindy Mitchell, and we also have a partner over at um, Tidal Health Nanacoke, and that is Kim Fisher, and between the four of us, we also support, in in a resource capacity, all of our outpatient um, provider and outpatient clinic offices. Describe for me a typical day, if there is a typical day for an oh. IP at the hospital. Okay, well, it not nothing's been typical lately, I no, will say I that. No, I can imagine. <laughs> um, but normally what we do is we report all our communicable diseases. Um, we will go through and investigate any blood cultures or any surgical site infections or anything that we see that may be out of the ordinary. Um, we educate staff in the moment for like PPE practices, our personal protective equipment, as everybody should know what PPE is by now over this last year. Um, we consult with other departments on policies and procedures. We are involved in teams for improvement in care for patients, not just infection, but also um, construction to make sure that they're following their infection practices. So pretty much our hands are in just about every department and every team member. I would think that for all of you, you're probably equal parts investigation and education when it comes to our healthcare team. Absolutely. Um, You know, whenever we get an infection, 
or um, a potential infection, we look at it thoroughly. Um, chart reviews, we look and see what could have been done better, what we could do to prevent things like that in the future. But along with that comes education. After you find out what could be the potential issue, then you need to make sure everybody knows what it is, how to take care of it, and educate them on what they need to do in the future. Right, how to make sure it doesn't happen again, absolutely. if you can, correct? If we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned this, but it sounds to me like you have your hands in just about everything that's going on at the hospital. Absolutely. Um, other than the teams, and I said we sit on multiple different kinds of teams. I mean, anywhere from the pharmacy to um, environmental services to your food and nutrition, we uh, work with every team to make sure that they're following their infection control practices and that they have the right equipment and right um, information that they need to be able to take care of our patients and our staff in a safe manner. This is a question I know the answer to, and I know you know the answer to, but I'm not sure that everyone watching or listening knows the answer to this question. So let me ask you, how important is preventing infection to literally everything that we do in the hospital? Oh, it's very, very important. In fact, um, we call it the infection chain. So if you have one break in all of the processes you do to prevent infection, hand hygiene, or if it's um, sterile technique, or if it's um, putting your personal protective equipment on, or even cleaning and disinfecting or cleaning the patients, you could potentially cause transmission or an infection to a patient or your health care workers or your fellow um, team members. Just one break. That's, and there are a lot of people in that chain. Oh, absolutely. Yes, pretty much every member of the team at Peninsula Regional and every team everywhere. Um, even in our offices, you know, we keep an eye out on them. We um, let them ask us questions and they need to be just as vigilant as we are on our infection practices and they are. You mentioned uh, in particular now there, there really isn't a, a typical day. So <laughs> no. Let's throw COVID into the mix. And what does that do to your job? Um, that has increased our work quite a bit. Um, our reporting, um, especially during the, sur- the two surges that we've had, has been phenomenal. Uh, we have had so much communication with our local health department, as well as our physicians and everyone else. And um, we have worked with all of our different teams on policies and procedures around COVID, how to um, set up their healthcare now that it's, you know, looking a little bit different. We've done um, a lot of construction to prepare COVID units. So we've had to help oversee that to make sure we were doing the right infection prevention practices. Um, And we've done a lot of education, um, not just about personal protective equipment, not just about COVID, but vaccines, about um, testing. And a lot of times there's a lot of things you see and you read out there that aren't quite um, easy to understand. And we've had to do a lot of education and help people understand what they're reading. You have done a tremendous amount of education, including for those of us who don't have a clinical bone in in our body. I come to you guys a lot asking questions about this or that as it pertains to COVID. But I would think that you are an absolute essential asset to the clinical teams when it comes to getting them the information that they need to. Yeah, I hope that they feel that way about us. And we receive calls from them all the time um, with good questions. And no question is uh, a bad question. They need to call us. We we are available to them 24-7. We do not hesitate to find out the answer if we don't know it. Sometimes, you know, we don't have the answers um, or there's no answers out there. We just do the things to the best of our ability following our regular protocols and practices. And just when you think you've got it figured out, along comes a new strain or along comes a change from the CDC. How do you stay on top of all of that? We have a tremendous amount of emails coming in from the CDC, from the Maryland Department of Health, from our professional organization, which is APIC. 
Um, we also have weekly calls with the Maryland Department of Health where they give us the latest updates. Plus, you know, we spend a lot of time on the CDC website and uh, actually a lot of our own time researching um, other scientific articles um, from other countries, from our country, just, you know, everything we can find. We're voracious readers. Let's transition to something else that you do and that you handle for us as well, and that's the seasonal flu. You, uh, my friend, and Karen Mahalik are really my clinical leads at the drive through flu clinics that we do um, throughout the Lower Shore. What role do you play for me out there? Um, we play the clinical part. Um, at the beginning, we you know set up and clean up, of course. That's always important. But we educate the nurses on what they need to um, know for, about the vaccine, what they need to inform the public about the vaccine, making sure they're following their infection processes when they're giving their shots. Um, we watch over the vaccine supply and storage to make sure that that's being taken care of properly, we maintain our supplies. Um, we answer questions for the community. Uh, you know, if someone has a question before they get their vaccine, we'll come up to them. And of course, we love to give shots. You know, mm-hmm. we are always pitching in to do that. And every once in a while, you'll see us out there directing traffic. A little bit of everything. <laughs> So let's bring it back in-house now uh, and talk about the flu. Do I understand correctly that we have not had a single confirmed positive flu case this year at Tidal Health Peninsula Regional? Absolutely. Um, I looked at it this morning just to make sure, but we have not had one single positive flu case this year. It is absolutely amazing because at this point in time during the year, we would be inundated with um, ED visits and emissions on flu. This is going to sound very bizarre to say this, but is this a silver lining of COVID? I mean, through all of the protective measures that we've been taking against COVID, is that really helping us out with the flu this year? Oh, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, vaccination. We had a lot of people being vaccinated. We did this, vaccinate this, a lot yeah, of people. We did this vaccinate year. a lot of people this year for the flu. Um, but of course, if you're if you're doing hand hygiene, washing your hands, using hand sanitizer, if you're wearing masks, if you're staying away from crowds. You know, if you are doing all the things that you do for COVID, you are going to stay away from the flu too. It's not going to spread as quickly as, you know, it had in the past. Yeah, that's for sure. What's your take on getting vaccinated when people can? Um, vaccine, vaccines are probably the best prevention against communicable diseases. So right now there's a limited availability. And as it becomes available and freer out there, to, you know, to people to be able to get, I hope they will consider getting the vaccine. Yeah, yeah we're taping the show in... The middle of February, and there's some discussion already about here in Maryland, at least mass vaccination Correct. clinics, maybe by mid-March, which will then uh, open the vaccine up to a lot more people and potentially get uh, a lot more people involved in the process and vaccinated and, and protected. Let me get you out of here on this question, Dawn. Vaccines are coming. Yes. Some people have already been vaccinated, but this is really not the time to let our guard down. Oh, absolutely not. No, um, we need to continue everything that we're doing currently. Uh, if you still haven't gotten your flu shot for this year, even though flu is not you know, here that we can see, you still need to get vaccinated against it. Make sure you're washing your hands, you're using your hand sanitizer, wearing your masks when you're out in public. Make sure that you are, um, if you are sick, stay home. Don't go out to Walmart if you're not feeling well. Um, you know, making sure that you do all those things, the social distancing, um, staying out of crowded places. You know, that's what's going to keep us safe until we can get everybody vaccinated and get this under control. Absolutely. Dawn, thanks for being on the program. Thank you. Great advice. Great to have you here. We hope you come back to see us again. I'd I'd love that. Good. And that is going to do it for this edition of Title Health on Point. If you'd like to learn more about COVID or anything else that's going on at Title Health Peninsula Regional, 
please hit us up on the website. That's titlehealth.org. For Dawn Sullivan, I am Roger. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you again on the next edition of Title Health on Points.